Today is Saturday, April 1, 2023. The Lord will guard us as a shepherd guards his flock. The Lord will guard us as a shepherd guard his flock. The Lord will guard us as the shepherd guard his flock. The first reading according to Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 21 to 28. You will then say to them, Thus says Yahweh, I am about to withdraw the Israelites from where they were among the nations. I shall gather them from all around the world, bring them back to their land. I shall make them into one people on the mountains of Israel, and one king is to be king of all, them all. They will no longer form two nations or be two separate kingdoms, nor Will they defile themselves again with their idols, the detestable practices and their sins? I shall free them from the guilt of their treachery. I shall cleanse them, and they will be for me the people, and I shall be God for them. My servant David will reign over them, one shepherd for all. They will live according to my laws and follow and practice my decrees. They will settle in the land I gave to my servant Jacob, where their ancestors live. There they will live forever, their children and their children's children. David, my servant, will be their prince forever. I shall establish a covenant of peace with them, an everlasting covenant. I shall settle them, and they will increase, and I shall put my sanctuary in the midst forever. I shall make my home at their side. I shall be their God, and they will be my people. Then the nations will know that I am Yahweh, who makes Israel holy, having my sanctuary among them forever. The Gospel according to John chapter 11 verse 45 to 56. Many of the Jews who had come with Mary believed in Jesus when they saw what he did. But some went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees called together the council. They said, What are we to do? For this man keeps on performing many miraculous signs. If we let him go like this, all the people will believe in him. And as a result of this, the Romans will come and destroy our holy place and our nation. Then one of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, spoke up. You know nothing at all. It is better to have one man die for the people than to let the whole nation be destroyed. In saying this, Caiaphas did not speak for himself. But being high priest that year, he foretold like a prophet that Jesus would die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but also would die, in order to gather into one the scattered children of God. So, from that day, they were determined to kill him. Because of this, Jesus no longer moved about freely among the Jews. He withdrew instead to the country near the wilderness and stayed with his disciples in a town called Ephraim. The Passover of the Jews was at hand, and people from everywhere were coming to Jerusalem to purify themselves before the Passover. They looked for Jesus, and this they stood in the temple to purify themselves. 
they talk to one another. What do you think? Will it come to the festival? It's easy to scapegoat people and treat them expendable. For some reason, Kaifas fe feels very familiar. He is much like political and business leaders that we might see in the pages of our daily newspaper or on our television screens. He finds it acceptable to let an innocent man die to protect his interests. After all, if Rome destroyed Israel, which they did 40 years after Jesus' death, the chief priests would lose their power and influence. It's easy to scapegoat people and treat them as expendable, important only as far as they serve or they serve our interests. When people are hurt by our efforts to secure our interests, we treat them as a collateral damage. We judge our wins and losses without weakening the losses suffered by the poor and vulnerable. The poor is disabled, the unborn, the imprisoned, the lonely or forgotten, and or discounted if they stand in the way of our wants and needs. May God forgive us for the times we have said. It is better that one person die than for me to have less than to let me face risk and to require that I change my life. Psalm chapter 57, verse 1 Have mercy on me, my Lord, my God. Have mercy on me, for in you I take refuge. Refuge for the Rejected George Whitefield was one of the most gifted and effective preachers in history, leading thousands to faith in Jesus. But his life wasn't without controversy. His practice of preaching outdoors to accommodate large crowds was sometimes criticized by those who questioned his motives and felt he should speak only within the four walls of a church building. Whitefield's epitaph sheds light on his response to others' harsh words. I am content to wait till the day of judgment for the clearing up of my character, and after I am dead, I desire no other epitaph than this. Here lies George Whitefield, what sort of a man he was, the great day will discover. In the Old Testament, when David faced harsh criticism from others, he too entrusted himself to God. When Saul falsely accused David, of leading rebellion, and he was forced to hide from Saul's approaching army in a cave David described being in the midst of lions. Among men whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords, but even in that difficult place he turned to God and found comfort in him. For great is your love, reaching to the heavens, your faithfulness reaches to the skies. When others misunderstand or reject us, God is our refuge. May he be forever praised for his unfailing and merciful love. How does dwelling on God's mercy help when you're discouraged? How can you demonstrate his love to one another? Abba, Father, I praise you that I can be accepted by you forever because of our Son, 
I take refuge in your perfect love today.